1: Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on Vision
0: And joining me on the line on a Friday It's great to catch up with my brother from another mother From uh, Melbourne in lockdown, Pastor Bill Muhlenberg How are you brother?
1: Very well, thank you
0: I actually just called you Pastor Bill Muhlenberg Are you actually a pastor or was I prophesying that over you? I
1: I don't have an actual... Pastoral degree or whatever But I suppose I have a pastoral role for some
0: You certainly do But some would call you a prophet too Do you get called
1: that much? Well, yeah, yeah A bit of that as well And get called worse sometimes (laughs) Yeah, yeah. you get
0: called lots of things, I know Well, Bill, it's uh, a pleasure to catch up with you today And, mate, uh, big week in uh, politics around the world Particularly the uh, US presidential election Uh, Some called it a train wreck A lot of the media narrative have talked about how bad it was but Trump said he won and uh, said he, you know, and a lot of the Trump camp said it was a, a resounding victory and they don't need to change anything before the next one. They don't need a mute button. Uh, what are your thoughts about it, mate? Uh,
1: well, it certainly was a lively affair. We can put it that way. A feisty exchange. Both sides, uh, you know, had the gloves off. Uh, many noticed, however, and I think they're correct, that, uh Far too often, the moderator, Chris Wallace, seemed to be uh, tag-teaming with Biden. He was asking Trump the hard questions, interrupting Trump, uh, making things tough for him. So uh, I think there's a case to be made. that He almost did have to debate two people, Biden and uh, Wallace. So evidently, the next two debates, there will be different moderators. So we'll have to see how those pan out. But yeah, it certainly was a a lively affair.
0: (laughs) Well, it was uh, a little bit uh, difficult to watch because they were talking over each other. And, you know, even yes. some of the things that Joe Biden said, you know, saying, shut up, man, and, yes, you know, yes. you're a clown. and You know, like, I just oh, yeah. didn't think it was becoming of a of a man who wants to be the president to speak so yes. harshly to, to someone else, even if it was in the middle of a heated debate. We've got to be careful with the words we say, don't we, mate?
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's no question. A lot of people were a bit put off by... Uh Kind of both in the heat instead of the light at times. But, uh, oh, look, it's, you know, if you're a Trump fan, you probably figure he won. If you're a Biden fan, you probably figure he won. So whether it changes too many minds, especially the undecided, guess we'll wait and see.
0: Mm. Well, it was, certainly was lively. It was, Probably lively enough to keep Joe asleep, uh, awake through it, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I shouldn't go there. Uh, now, mate, you've written a great blog uh, on a, uh, a political topic this week, which I, I just had a read through before. I thought this is really worth uh, having a discussion about. You know, there's a recent meme making the rounds on social media that says the US election is not so much a matter of right versus left or Republican versus Democrat, but of right versus wrong, of light versus darkness. And that really does get to the heart of the matter. Uh, you've written a blog on this topic. Just speak to that for us, mate.
1: Yeah, well, it's pointing out the obvious truth that uh, while there's uh, you know plenty of people talking about politics and culture and economic, social issues, all of which are very important... Uh, For us as Christians, we, of course, know there's at least one more very important level uh, with which to address these things, and that's the spiritual. If you leave out the spiritual dynamic of what's involved, you're going to have a very uh, uh, stilted and a very uh, narrow discussion of anything. So, yeah, in my piece, I notice... That's sure, there's all kinds of political commentators out there, and I'm probably like many of them in the sense I talk about these political issues. But what does distinguish me and other Christians from the secular commentary is, of course, we're aware there is a spiritual dynamic. There's a spiritual war going on. There's a battle between good and evil light and dark, as the meme suggested. And that's something we have to be aware of if you're kind of scratching your head and wondering why the American election is so heated or why there's rioting on the streets or why, you know, so many things are going on. Well, we can only go so far in explaining the political causes. But as Christians, we know there's a spiritual... Uh, powers at work, there's principalities and powers, and if we don't grasp that, we're never going to get a full understanding of what's happening in our world.
0: Well, it's certainly uh, a well-written blog worth a read. It's called Politics and Culture Walls, the uh, Vital Spiritual Component. Um, written on October 1. So just a, a fresh blog. I love the way you keep pumping these out every week and every time I read read them, I'm, I think, oh, I just need to read that again. I just need to get my head around that again. Uh, there's uh, some good meaty stuff in there. You also wrote another one recently uh, on a similar topic uh, called Speaking Truth to Power. Unpack that one for us.
1: Yeah, well, it is uh, related. Obviously, we have, as we said, U.S. election coming up. There's the New Zealand election coming up soon. Queensland, ACT, so a lot of important uh, political items up on the calendar that we should be aware of, at the very least. But I've been aware after all these years that there are some Christians who tend to say, Oh, you know, we believers, we really shouldn't be involved in politics, or it's not our area to get into, uh, you know, let's just stick to evangelizing, or they'll say we don't have a role or a right to speak out against ungodly rulers and the like. Well, I simply went through uh, the Bible on that article and listed all the times we had uh, God's people doing just that, having a prophetic stance against the powers that be. So whether it's uh, you know Moses, obviously, challenging Pharaoh, could be John the Baptist uh, challenging Herod. We had Daniel, of course, speaking truth to power with the leaders of the day. I mean, pretty heavy uh, words that he was giving uh, So, and there's just plenty more examples of this so A, there certainly is a place for God's people to stand up and speak about righteousness in the public arena and B, we are called to be salt and light we are called to make a difference so that means not just having a very privatized faith that really has nothing to do with the world around us but one that does speak to the issues of the day, and that includes politics, politicians, even elections. We should be speaking biblical truth on these matters and having an input for good.
0: Mm. It is a great uh, article that I'm just r- scrolling through the list of uh, biblical leaders that spoke up uh, against uh, rulers of the day or, or spoke out to them. Uh, yeah, great list there. Moses to Pharaoh, Samuel to King Saul, Nathan to King David, Elijah to Ahab, Uh, let's scroll down, Uh, Jonah to Nineveh, John the Baptist to Herod, uh, Jesus to the Pharisees, of course, Uh, we've got Paul to Ananias, Paul to Peter, (laughs) that's a good one, Uh, some great uh, examples there, and you list the Bible verses there, you know, we need to make sure we are very biblical in the way that we bring our responses, and uh, you know, I I really believe that uh, a lot of Christians these days are, getting more educated about politics um, and a lot more pastors are now willing to speak up. I'm curious from your point of view, Bill, you've travelled this nation many times and you've been uh, challenging churches to speak up on these topics. Do you think there are more churches these days that are open to discussing uh, political issues from the pulpit or do you think there's less or what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, look, there may well be a few more, um, including some even more well-known ones. I think probably, sadly, it's still the case that the majority of churches are, for whatever reason, disinclined to speak out on Mm. political and social issues. As I said, they may see it as, you know, that's not our job. We're here to save souls, get them up to heaven drumming on the harp and the clouds, kind of uh, you know, a fairly wispy, spiritualized view of what the gospel is all about. Mm. Uh, so it's it's still kind of you know, we're still pulling teeth a bit to get not just Christian leaders but average Joe Christian in the pews to say, hey, we've got an obligation to let our faith impact all of life. The lordship of Christ should impact every area. So that would include the social, the cultural, the political, and so on. We do have something to say to all these areas, and we know the verses that talk about righteousness exalts a nation. So I don't see why any Christian wouldn't want to see their own nation exalted with righteousness instead of being dragged down in the mud with mm. sin and evil. So, yeah, it's uh, I think we've still got a little ways to go in getting uh, more Christians and church leaders involved, but hopefully we're moving in that direction.
0: And I can certainly see with all the prayer movements that have uh, yeah. been birthed in the last several years that uh, people are getting educated as they're praying as well because, of course, we've got to be praying more, but we also mm. need to be educated about what we're praying for as well. Uh, yeah. I watched yeah. the uh, the National Solemn Assembly on the weekend mm. on Zoom called by Pastor Peter Walker, an Indigenous leader and. In, uh, it was on YouTube. It's actually still on YouTube. People can go and search it up on the National Day of Prayer YouTube channel. And uh, I was so impressed to hear them talking about abortion, talking about yep. you know uh, Aboriginal deaths in custody, talking talking about uh, the, the gay marriage laws, talking about euthanasia, uh, you know talking about the poor and the homeless, you know all sorts of topics that are big political topics. Yep. Uh, and they were praying about it. and mm-hmm. I, I think they go hand in hand. Uh, the the more we pray, the more we gather together and pray. The more we realize what topics we need to be praying about, and we get educated. At it can you can you see that them working together hand in hand?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Spurgeon who talked about he was asked by somebody, you know, what's more important, prayer or reading the Bible and he said what's more important, breathing in or breathing out mm. you obviously need both and I think it's the same thing here. I've been saying it for years, I'm sure you have, on all these important issues of the day, as you mentioned, abortion and the like, the war on the family. A, we gotta pray like mad. We gotta pray like never before. As we said at the outset, this is a spiritual battle and we need spiritual weaponry to make a difference but on the other hand we also need to work we need to act we need to do things at the very least voting carefully and prayerfully uh, you know contacting politicians you know, you know basic lobbying get on talk back radio write a letter to the newspapers uh, tell your friends about this or that bit of legislation so it's always a two winged affair any good airplane you're not going to get far with only one wing So we pray on these issues, like you just mentioned, and we act in whatever way God calls us to do, whether a prophetic voice or maybe even running for parliament yourself. Uh, We have to do both. If we want to be effective, we have to be holistic in our approach.
0: Absolutely, mate. And I know you've been very outspoken about the uh, lockdown in Melbourne and Victoria, where where you're based. What's the latest where you are, mate?
1: Uh, Well, we're still in home uh, imprisonment, hate to say it. We haven't budged. I mean, they did get rid of the absolutely ridiculous uh, curfew, which, by the way, uh, the only reason they did that on Monday, there was a uh, court challenge to the legality of that. There was no medical or political reason to have a curfew. But we still have the five kilometer you know you can't go past five ks it's still uh the businesses is shut down, we still have the mental health problems, suicides are skyrocketing, so it's still a very uh sad situation here where a lot of medical experts are calling out the whole rationale of this lockdown, so this is another area where we gotta pray like mad that God will improve or remove our leaders and work to see, uh, you know, more righteous and more sensible leadership because there's a lot of problems right now in Victoria.
0: And I noticed that the health minister resigned recently uh, and uh, Dean Andrews obviously uh, would be under a lot of pressure with that. Do you think he might fall on his sword at some stage?
1: Well, he certainly should. I mean, he keeps saying, I am ultimately responsible and he is and he's caused really directly... Because of his hotel quarantine bungling, the bungling in the contact tracing, we have 800 Victorians now, almost all of whom can really directly go back to this absolute mess up with, you know, refusing government help, police, ADF on the hotel quarantine. So, yeah, it shouldn't just be his health minister effectively being thrown under the bus by Andrews, but he himself should resign if he cares at all of this state and its people. He's the one who's gotten us into this mess. So, yeah, he's the one who should own up and take some responsibility.
0: Mm. Certainly praying for you guys in Victoria, mate. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just, you know, we had about, I don't know, eight weeks of lockdown here yeah. w- where I live in Queensland. And I, I remember the feeling when you could finally go out and have church again. And it's, we, we, we could have 20 in our church first up, you know, mm-hmm. and so we had little groups of 20. And yeah. uh, then we could have a hundred in the building and then you know and obviously we're in a much different place right now than what you guys are Um um yes. what's your time frame that you're looking at there in victoria until you're allowed to actually meet in the building again is it is it likely to be christmas do you think or well,
1: well that's a good question the problem is he keeps changing the goalposts he keeps changing the rules and then when he does give us his uh, so-called road map it's uh even the medical experts are saying it's ludicrous. He's talking about effectively no new cases for a two-week period before he does much of anything. I mean, instead of managing a virus, which is what you do, he wants to fully eradicate it, which will, well, it's never going to happen. Mm. We still have uh, you know, plenty of cases every year of other viruses. It doesn't go away. You learn to live with it in a wise and sensible manner. But uh, Andrews keeps coming up with these absolutely uh, unobtainable goals, and so who knows? We could be in lockdown for months, maybe years to come. So uh, please do keep us in prayer. It really is quite a worry over here.
0: Mm. Well, we certainly are praying for you, and we've got many other ministries that we're connected with in Melbourne as well. You know, focus on the family, and we've we've mm. uh, got our own Vision Radio team there as well, and you know, we can zoom them, we can talk to them on the phone, but. Uh, oh my yeah. goodness! What what a what a, what a uh, change things have uh, been this year in in this area, and we, yeah, we're certainly standing with you and praying with you. Uh, we do have to uh, wrap it up there, Bill. If people want to find out more, uh, they can find BillMuhlenberg.com, dot uh, com have all the uh, great blogs there, or CultureWatch dot com is that the other website? Yep, that's it They can Google search you there uh, You're on Facebook as well Are you in Facebook jail at the moment or are you allowed out?
1: Uh, well, that, uh, well, I'm free there You're in, free and Andrew's down, but I'm at the moment free on Facebook
0: Oh, <laughs> good on you, mate You do a great job, Bill God bless you, mate Thanks for your time All
1: right, many thanks Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand From Vision Christian Media To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au